I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast. And you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course that was stopped. I do like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be so puppy? This could be a while. Puppy smash. Bad parenting podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches. We had gum and cheese. No, no way. Nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Yes, live from the inferno. <laughs> it is episode one sixteen of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And it's fucking hot. Well, yes. I know we have a listener in Arizona who's quite as laughing hysterically at me right now because I laughed hysterically at him for wearing a, a drug rug when it was eighty degrees <laughs> outside. Um, but it, it, as, as far as Portland is concerned, we're like melting right now. It's 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 like Louisiana out here. I mean, it's like walking into pea soup when you go outside. <laughs> it's just gross. You feel wet all the time, but not in the good way. <laughs> yeah. So we're having a little bit of a June heat wave. And I'm um, just going to come right out and say it. Heat makes me bitchy. Uh, and yes, it does. I'm, I'm, I'm hot, I'm sweaty, and I'm bitchy. And, well, and, normally, and the kids are driving me absolutely well, kids, fucking I think, insane. I think the kids take half of you when it's hot. And make it a little nutty as well. Um, and, and normally it wouldn't be a problem for us because usually we have the window AC units in. We have the whole house, you know. It's relatively cool. It's relatively cool. We're like, you know, just burning dollar bills as far as the power mm-hmm. bill is concerned. But, uh, we're comfortable. We're comfortable. <laughs> so it's worth it, right? Um, but we didn't put the AC. We had actually had to put the ACs into storage this year. Like, like deep storage. Like way back in the back of the storage unit storage. Um, because... By this point in time, we were supposed to have been fully moved into the new place. Right. And it would have been a different situation. And then, of course, now the new house we're getting right now has central AC. So it's just taunting us. Well, like, and I'm sitting here going, three months ago, mm-hmm. we made we were like, oh, we'll be moved in by the time. It was it was probably right. four months ago. And so we put we, our, we'll definitely be moved into the new yeah. house by then. So we put the store, the AC units in the storage unit. Kind of like the ironing board. and Right. What, what else have we had to go back there, for? There's all sorts of stuff over there we've had to just go back for. tons of things. But... <sighs> The worst was this AC unit because we mm-hmm. have like that 18 foot roll of carpet. Yeah. That we're going to be using. That for was the, right um, on top of it. For the new. Yeah. Well, not only was it right. On, it, usually it, it, when you put it in there, it was straight. It was hovering over it. No, it bent in half and landed on top of the um, AC and the uh, heater. The little portable heater we have bent the shit out of the wheels and the heater. I got to go and fix that now. The AC unit survived, but it just, but I had to move that thing by myself because Ezra was just like, whoa. Like, and he just, so I could tell him, pick this up and move it to the right. And he just like drags it backwards and almost knocks the thing on top of my head i'm like how is that right you're walking backwards and then of course he does it to my right and not his right i'm like 
what? He said, well, I thought you wanted to do your right. I'm like, did I say my right? <laughs> Why is this the one time you're actually going to reverse something? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, it is just warm. It is it's warm. It's warm. And-, and like I said, I, I guess it just makes me that much more cranky because like we could have been. The one, well, and for the listener in Arizona who's probably going to laugh at us, the one thing I can say is that I've been to Arizona. I've been to Southern California. I've been to. It was the, just in Arizona and the, it was almost this hot and not, it didn't suck. It's because there's not the humidity level. Like we literally had a thunderstorm the day before this thing hit. So it was all nice and wet and muggy around here. Mm, and then gross. It, it, then it got hot. And so it's it, it literally, when you walk outside, it's like you're walking into a pot of soup, which I know Slacker will appreciate because he lives in the, you know, the pot of soup area of the country. Um, but it's it's just humid, humid heat is just miserable. There's mm-hmm. nothing fancy or fun about it. It's not, it's, ugh, ugh. so. And it, it was a, a very intense, very intense heat that was mostly, you know, when it's 85, what was it, like 85, 89, between 85 and 90 at like 10 o'clock in the right. morning, like, right. I just, it's going to be a bad day. Well, the, pro- the biggest problem is, is that the same thing you get in some of those desert areas is that, is that it's not cooling down enough at yeah. night. Because normally here, when we ha- even when we have a heat wave, what will end up happening is it'll cool off enough at night, but you can open all the windows up, suck all that cold air into the mm-hmm. house, shut the windows back up in the morning. As long as you're well insulated, you can survive most of the day without running anything. Right. Um, but like the high desert or like the desert areas and whatnot. Um, it's not there. It, it, at most, it's getting down to like seventy at night. So the house is never fully getting Cooled a chance off. to cool off before you have to kick it back up the next. And morning. I sleep shitty in the heat, so I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm, not, I'm, I'm mm. <laughs> You're in a mood. I am. Yes. Well, and the the kids really set me off. Trent decided in the last hour. Trent decided mm-hmm. that he's just not going to listen to a damn word. Yeah, he's starting to um, really try to assert his dominance in certain areas, and he likes to say no a lot. And um, in fact, the other day in the bath, he uh, he took a swing at me when I tried to rinse him off. And that ended so badly for him. <laughs> I mean, I'm, and then, but surprisingly enough, he did it again today. I'm like, okay, buddy. I, and I, so today I kept my, like, because last time I lost my shit on him. And today I kept my composure a little bit more. I'm like, okay, you you took a swing at me in the bathtub the other night. How did that go for you? He's like, it went bad. I'm like, yeah, it went really bad. So why did you just try to hit me again? I don't know. I'm like, well, I don't know either, but you should probably knock it off because it's just not, it's, it, it's not going to go well for you. It just, it's, it's never, it never does. 6.5% alcohol by volume is not worth this. I like it. I love, see, I love ciders. I and, like and ciders it, but, too, no, but don't, I don't you know, like this. Like everything else in life, you are uber picky about your ciders. And, you know, <laughs> like I, I like it, unless it's a dry cider that's like more like a wine, I'll drink pretty much any cider. It's just, it's good stuff. But like yours have to be super fruity, but not too fruity. But they can't be too dry, but they can't be too wet, for lack of a better term. <laughs> but they can't. And so like really, there's like there's like, like half of point one percent of a cider volume out there that actually meets those 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 things. And so you try to experiment. And I'm just like, don't. You found something you like. Just stick with it. I can't ever find the fucking things that I like. Do you like the green, the, the uh, Angry Orchard normal apple stuff? No, I like the green apple, and nobody carries it. Mm. Where were we getting it before? Because I used to get it for you all the time. They were. They had it at Safeway, and then they stopped. Oh, Safeway. See, yeah. And they still have it at Costco, but only in the multi-pack, and I ne- don't drink the other two kinds. Well, and that one I agree with you on, because the other two kinds, there's like one that's like cinnamon apple. And it's yeah. Just, that, that, I've never been a good big cinnamon, and there's certain things like that that just like, outside of like Fireball, cinnamon my alcohol, it's like, eh, eh, I just can't find a home. Yeah. So... 
Um, speaking of Safeway, little pro tip for anybody who might work in like the retail slash customer <laughs> service slash whatever. Not no less than three times today in my different adventures out into this um, boiling pot of soup we call Portland um, or St. Helens in our case. Um, I've been in a store where and I'm not sure if it's just this town and the people just have like no fucks to give. That's it. But they openly bitch about other customers to their fellow employee, but in front of current customers <laughs> yeah and so like i'm I, it was hot we're trying not to heat up the house by putting the kitchen on so i went and was grabbing some fried chicken from the deli and some t- you know tater tots and whatnot um and this lady who i i recognized her as being a safeway employee but she was off duty or off you know not on the clock came in and she was gonna, looking at getting a sandwich or something like that too same thing she didn't mm-hmm. want to cook didn't want to make her kitchen hot and she just happened to ask how busy they were and Matt let the lady, the cranky old you know, old lady behind the <laughs> deli counter, she just unloaded. And then this person came in to this. And then one person came in at 10 minutes till 10 and wanted us to reassemble our meat slicer and cut him some meat and this and that. The other thing. And, we're like, we're clo- and technically the deli closes at 9 and he was, gonna talk, he was talking about how he's going to call our manager and blah, 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 blah. And I want to preface all of this with um, they were all perfectly valid complaints. People can be complete ass bags to retail employees, oh, yeah. which is why I try to be a, a non-ass bag. Because <laughs> much like with the like, restaurant employees, there are just certain jobs that suck. And and when those jobs suck, the worst thing you can do is make them shittier for the person because you're either not going to get good service or something's going to end up in your food. Either way, it's not a pleasant situation. So all of her complaints were perfectly valid, but they just didn't need to be expressed on the floor when what she was doing by pausing to talk to this lady was actually letting the line build up so she had more customers that she's going to have to help, <laughs> which was just perpetuating the problem. And and perhaps so, that was what happened before. Right. So I'm kind of thinking, they're like, hmm, maybe if you weren't just so damn talkative, you might not have had the uh, this particular issue. So... Yeah, a little pro tip for you guys. If you work retail, whatever, I've been there. I've sold computers, which is probably one of the worst things to try to sell outside of, like, used cars, right? Um, and it's not fun. People are horrible, and they're just shitty. But you, you don't complain about customer A in front of customer B, um, especially in my industry now. Oh, man. If I was ranting and raving about another customer, oh, I would. <laughs> the only exception uh, is when customer b saw what customer a did right. and brings it up themselves right, yeah yeah if the customer brings it up yeah to you, you can kind of have you can have a oh, yeah. chat about it but if you're just you know being just snatchy about something to another employee just wanting to bitch about how horrible your life is we all have a shitty life at some point it sucks for everybody at some point we've all worked shit jobs um and, and there's there's sometimes there's t- there's times where I look at some of these people and, and, and the uh, cynic asshole comes out to me. It's like, well, <laughs> maybe if you paid more attention in high school, you wouldn't be an 85 year old woman working the deli counter at Safeway. Just a thought. <laughs> now that's like I said, that's a cynic asshole. I mean, that's really the root because I don't know her background, I don't know her situation, but it's just the first thing that pops into my mind. It's like, yeah, you, you could have probably done better if you had just not, you know. But but I don't know. But it's just that's the default that I want to go to when people get like that. It's just like shut the hell up. I'm hot and I want to eat my fried chicken. Give me that food so I can go home. <laughs> well, and then I asked you to get packing tape, and they left it on the count. They didn't that's give a, you both the bags, yeah. and you had to go get. Yeah. yeah. So I get the packing tape, and and this is gonna this will may upset some of our listeners. I frequented a Walmart because we've only got so many stores. Oh, in this town. we don't. There, and there's literally no other place to buy packing tape in this town. Well, I could have gone to the Ace Hardware, except they closed down. Yeah, they're already like, closed. They, they, well, I was there right as the mass exodus was mm-hmm. happening because six o'clock is closing time there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I, I had to go to the Walmart to get this. So go in there, get the packing tape, get your Coke, grab something else, I think. Um, and then check out. She hands me a bag. I grab the bag, walk out the door, get all the way home, get to, go to Safeway, listen to the old lady bitch, come all the way home, drop get, get the food set up for the kids. I'm like, all right, I got the packing tape. You're like, where is it? And I'm like, or I asked you where it was. Or no, like you handed me the bag with the Coke in it. Yeah. And I started unloading that into the fridge. And you said, wasn't the packing tape in there? I go, no. <laughs> and then that's when Ezra decides to go, oh, I saw her load it into a different bag, but you didn't grab it. <laughs> and so I was looking at him. I'm like. Ezra was pretty on point today, too. Mm-hmm. So, but I, was, but I didn't lose my shit. I know. I just looked at him. I'm like, so you're telling me that she loaded it into another bag? He's like, yep. And I'm like, and I didn't grab that bag. And he goes, mm-hmm. And you saw it. Yeah. And, and the, at, but at he, that point, I got Forrest Whitaker eye. <laughs> no, but he said, he said, um, he said, I thought you grabbed it. He did say, oh, I thought said? you grabbed okay. it. Because I thought he said, uh, so then my, that's a good thing I didn't freak out on yeah. him. Because I, I'm just like, for a second there, I was, I was just like, oh, dude, why? why? In all honesty, I don't think Ezra did anything wrong. No, no, no. He didn't. Even if he know, He didn't. I mean. It, he gets called out for putting his foot where it doesn't belong right. so often. Right. That, that, I mean, honestly, we'll, we'll let that one go mm-hmm. a little bit. But, yeah. I was bummed because I knew you didn't want to go back out in the, the hot, hot sun. But I didn't want you to wait right. too long. And then they'll be like, yeah, sure. You didn't get your tape. Uh-huh. Yeah. But so I, I go back in there and I figure, okay, I left. It was left at the register where I or you know, I went back to the register where I was at. Different person working the register. They did just have a shift change or whatever. I said, hey, short of the receipt. I was just in here an hour ago. I was buying some packing tape and some Coke. She must have put the packing tape in a different bag. But she only handed me the one bag. So I'm just here to pick it up. She goes, huh. She looks around. It's not here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need my packing tape. What do you, what's, what's your guys' policy? She's like, well, perhaps you should go talk to customer service about this. Okay. I will. Fair enough. So I went over to the customer service desk and I'm like, hey, you know, I was in here about an hour. The same thing. The, the packing tape, so on, so, so on and so forth. She goes, oh, yeah, hold on. She looks around. And she goes, and she pulls out of the cart. Was this it right here? It was a four pack. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's it right there. She's like, okay, one second. I'm like, all right, this is the done deal. I mean, got my receipt. I show you the receipt. You hand me the tape. We should go. She's like, and she walks to the other counter with the tape. I'm like, what the hell? And then she pulls out this log book, and it's literally labeled the left behind log book. Like, it's this big of a problem that your employees don't hand out shit that you have to log it. Fuck, train them better. <laughs> you know? And so she floats back to the last page, fills in the the, the time, the date. Uh, who the employee was on the ticket at the time, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, I need you to sign it here to show that you picked it up. I'm like, it's from, it's fucking packing tape. It's like eight <laughs> bucks. It's almost getting to the point now where it's not worth my $8 to fight. I should just go buy more. You know? <laughs> and so she's like, yeah, I just sign this. I sign the thing or whatever. And then she goes, oh, I, I, I should look at the receipt too. I'm like, yeah, you probably should. Here. That's why I've been holding on to it for you. So she says, she says, yep, that's the packing tape right there. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know it. It's right there in your hands. You got this. And so, and so she finally hands me. It's like a five-minute transaction to pick up the fucking packing tape that you guys forgot to put my fucking bag in the first place. Oh, my God. And so we get that, and I come home, back home, and it was fine. But it, this is where I have – like, I'm a person who's, 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 who is open to the idea of – 
supporting better wages for people, bring raising things, the minimum wage, raising the minimum wage, getting the, getting things back in line with inflation like they used to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into the debate of the $15 an hour uh, McDonald's worker or whatever. I'm just saying people get paid shitty right now. Um, even if it's a shitty job, they, they could bump it up a bit. But when shit like this happens, it makes me go. Mm-hmm. I don't think you, you in know, particular deserve a pay you're, increase. You're, <laughs> I know you're one of the people that wants more money, <laughs> but you're also the reason why so many people don't want to give you more money because you don't have two fucks to give about your job. Now, on the flip side of the coin, you could argue that they would they give would two have, fucks if, would, it, if they weren't being overworked and underpaid. Right, but they're, which is actually a very valid point. And the way I've always looked at it is, is that. That's going to fix the problem for most people. You're oh. still going to have your shitty workers. Yeah. I have shitty workers that I've worked with in my company, in the past before in my company, that we've gotten rid of. We are a good company and we pay very, very well. And we still had shitty employees. So it happens across the board. But my thinking is, it, and I'm just going to, I'm not saying that there's a set number where I would feel comfortable, but I am going to say, if it was a living wage, you would bring in more people to the workforce who could not, like moms, mm-hmm. who can't, literally can't afford to work because it costs right. so much for daycare. So if you're, you know, kind of increasing that base wage, you'd get more people who wanted to work and couldn't before for that amount of pay. Right. Um, and you and you could afford to fire the people who were shitty. Right. It, that's assuming... Is in theory. That's assuming that you, from the top down, the corporation's mm-hmm. working like it's right. supposed to. Because corporations like the aforementioned Walmart also go into the situation of, oh, I have to provide you health insurance if you work 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a 39-hour week employee now. Sorry. Yeah. And so there's there's a lot more to it than that. But but I see both sides of it. And, and, and I literally... I will hop from one side to the other, depending on the day and how what, what mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like today, it was like, yeah, you could get $15 an hour, but you're not doing $15 an hour work. So, you know, eh. <laughs> <laughs> you're where you're at now. But it, uh, so, I mean, it, yeah, the whole thing. It, it, yeah. And, and I, I digress. I digress. And I get that. Every, and everybody just seemed off this weekend because it's so damn hot. It's just well, like, yeah. You can't expect them to be any less off than we are, especially right. considering they're having to be at work. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here going, I hate yeah. hot. Yeah. And so, and then, and then uh, next week it's going to be, I, I've got, I've got like a, um, I've got like a kind of almost like a shit sandwich type of a situation going on there like i've got a really cool first customer visit mm-hmm. don't know how the rest of the week is going to go but i've always heard that it's kind of eh. but you know it's not necessarily bad but it's not like you know your awesome customers or anything like that because they're literally out in the middle of nowhere and it's not the customer themselves that makes it so bad it's mm-hmm. the w- getting to them mm-hmm. but then i capped the week off of my trip in salt lake city i know and you're I'm super so, excited yeah, i'm super excited about that and uh chris hallfield has a uh, has volunteered to be my sherpa to get me around <laughs> the area and show me all the cool stuff and I'm actually going to be attending. He's doing a Salt. Uh, I am Salt Lake Live mm-hmm. that Friday night, so I'll be there for that, watching that, seeing that go down. Um, but but while we're on the topic, there will be no official show next week because no, you will the, be gone. Right? There's no. You know, maybe I'll do something. Oh with yeah, Chris. you might put out something know. on the. But I'm saying right. I will be yeah. not there. Well, yeah, the, the 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 key component that actually knows how to turn the computer on and get it to the right spot so that it can record. I think I could do this. Right. The way you have it set up now, where it's just like ding ding ding, I could do this. Yeah, if, I, if I if I had walked you through it and show, let me sorry, let me back back there. My wife is not stupid. She's very good with computers, but when it comes to stuff that she's not done before guidance showing her how to do it well on something like this that is not user intuitive it's not like push this but i mean i'm if you give me a freaking ui yeah i I will i will work that Mm -hmm. i am good at that 
if it works the way it is supposed to and the way it tells you to do it will work, mm-hmm. I will. I can clear up copy machine with a little instructables mm-hmm. perfectly mm-hmm. because I get it. Yeah. If you do the things the computer says in the order the computer says to do them, the computer will love you. Yep. Well, I, I've actually I've I've gone over that with people. Um, I do technical write up sometimes for my job as far as showing a customer how to do things, and for me. There's like steps A through F, but for most people, it's A and then 14 sub steps <laughs> and then B and then 14 sub steps. And that's not a bad thing. No. It's just that because I forget about those sub steps if I don't go through. And so when I'm writing my documentation, I really have to go through, okay, literally, like, the, like there's one piece of software I use where these little informational screens will pop up showing you that it's doing something like mm-hmm. it's copying this file, it's doing this. And and every one of my customer setups that I do where I'm, it's a new customer to this software package, one of my steps or multiple steps within my whole list of steps is wait for screens. Mm-hmm. And it's in all caps. It's bolded, italicized, about two points larger on the font. I mean, I do whatever I can to make sure that people understand that literally stop and wait for the screens to stop popping up. Because if you try to do something else past that point while it's still processing, then it gums up the works. Um, which to anybody who works on computers is probably listening to this one like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, yes, yeah, so the software was originally written in 1990. <laughs> it's been patched on over the years. It's all getting ready to be replaced. So it has a lot of DOS style quirks to it. But because of that, I've gotten really good at being able to break down what I would normally consider to be all the steps and insert all the sub steps with pictures and, and so on and so forth to make those instructable type and setups. And I've, I've had to do that for um, when I was developing the the transaction management system mm-hmm. that we were using it in the real estate office I was in. Um, and I had to break it down into the micro baby steps because right. I was dealing with people who, who, who cannot do right. can't, literally can't even. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, so I, I'm very familiar with, okay, now move your cursor to this, like, and you have to mm-hmm. like draw it literally out in grand. <laughs> Some of the ones that annoy me the most, and this happens to me all the time with my customers is that, and I've gotten into a habit of, I've got a certain thing that I say, um, Windows UI, normally with Windows, and that's where most of my software that I support is based, um, if a prompt comes up that you need to acknowledge, it's an OK button. Mm-hmm. You can click OK or you can click Cancel. You can cancel if it gives you the option. You can click Cancel to stop what it's doing, click OK to acknowledge it, and moves on. Some people get fancy and put a yes, no, mm-hmm. um, whatever. And so if I say click, and click OK, or, or I can, some people put Next, they'll mm-hmm. put a Next or, or a Cancel button. So if I tell them to click OK, it's like dead silence at the end of the phone. Uh, there's no OK button. And they're like, they're like literally like freaking out like, should it have an OK button? <laughs> I did something wrong, didn't I? Because it says next. And I'm like, oh my God, I always do it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 back off the ledge. Back, hold on. <laughs> Don't jump. <laughs> Close the window. Close the window. <laughs> it's not worth this. And so now I have this little thing where like, okay, because I, I, I'm always, I'm, a lot of times I'm doing this technical support as I'm driving down the road. And I'm like, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't remember the exact wording yeah. of that prompt. I'm like, okay, it's either going to say, okay, next, yes, whatever. Let me, tell me what it says and I'll acknowledge and make sure that it's the one the right that doesn't say on. cancel. Right. <laughs> well, I'll just usually have them like read me off yeah. the buttons and I'll make sure, I'll tell you which one to click and they do that. But it's, it, it causes, I mean, I'm just like, you guys, it's not really, you don't need to slit your wrist. Just calm down. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> you didn't screw up that badly. Well, I don't know how we got on that topic. Do we want to do our voicemail to recap we last week's yes, show? Yes, we're going to go ahead and we're going to actually start the show. Well, not start the show off, but do a much earlier voicemail uh, playback on the well, show. Well, because it's normal. a recall. Because it is a recall to last week. Um, and Slacker left a, uh, what he's got labeled here as Zoo Rant. So this can go any number of directions, and I'm excited for all of them. So let's see what he has to say here. 
Hey guys, it's Slacker. I just heard your last episode. As always, great episode. I gotta chime in on something you guys were talking about. Okay, the world's going nuts because this kid fell in a, in a gorilla enclosure and the mama wasn't watching him and people are crazy because, oh my god, they shot the gorilla. Oh my god, this. Oh my god, that. First and foremost, the kid... The, this is the way I look at it. I looked at the news. I watched, looked, looked at the little artist conception of the fucking enclosure. First and foremost, the kid fell over a 15-foot drop-off. If that's my fucking kid, when I walk up and assess the entire situation, okay, my kid's going to fall if he goes over there. I'm going to make sure this kid, especially if he's known to wander off, not going to fall off the 15-foot drop, then have to deal with a pissed-off silverback gorilla. <laughs> Now, some people are saying, oh, you shouldn't have shot the gorilla. Motherfucker, if that was my kid down there, I would have jumped in and stabbed it to death if I thought I could or died in the process. Okay? I agree totally with you guys. The animal's life is second to a human life, especially your own child. Now, the thing about leashes, my littlest one, yeah, we had the leash thing on her. Because she liked to run off. First time I put her on a trampoline, it had the net walls. Instinctly, she takes off running and bounces off the net and just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> your, your, your youngest one might be defective there, Slacker. <laughs> you might want to see if there's a warranty, if you can return her and get her replaced. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. <laughs> so, yeah, we took her out sometimes. We put a little leash thing on her. Which is the funniest thing, because we went somewhere one time, I'll never forget this. We were walking along, and these two teenage girls said this snooty little remark like, uh, I can't believe they have a leash on her. And before I could say anything, my wife turned around, and those two girls to this day are probably terrified of my wife <laughs> after what she said. I can't remember what she said, but it was kind of like the whole, I will slit your throat if you say one more fucking word, you little cunts. <laughs> that kind of thing. Anyway. That's my rant for the week. Just people watch your kids. It's simple. You have children, you watch them. Especially if you go to some place that's dangerous. Like, say, oh, I don't know, some area that's got a 15-foot drop that they can obviously get into. You don't let child near the drop-off. Into the awaiting arms of a possibly pissed-off fucking silverback gorilla. This is Slacker. You guys have a great week. Abolish Zeus. Fuck them. Bye, guys. <laughs> uh, as always, an entertaining voicemail from Slacker. As always. I like that dude because no matter what, he just, he, it doesn't matter what, whether or not you agree with him or whatever, he's just like, fuck this, this is what I think. You guys are idiots and he moves on. Well, it brings up a good point about the leashes thing because I'm feeling like, uh, and, and this has been said on the internet, I'm not trying to take somebody else's glory on their mm -hmm. statement but it's a similar statement to what i've been feeling is you're damned if you do and you're damned if right, you don't right. if you've got your kid on a leash you're a horrible parent who can't just keep an eye on their child if your kid falls down in the gorilla enclosure you're a horrible parent because you couldn't keep your eye on your child right like we'll see that that's where i've kind of coming into the um the no fucks to give style of parenting meaning i know my kids mm -hmm. i know what they're capable of so I will do whatever I need to do to keep them safe. If that includes leashing them, mm -hmm. I'll be damned if you could. I don't care what you think. 
I'm going to keep my kids safe. Yep. So, yeah, but I mean, there, what you just said brought up a great point of how, and that was a meme that I shared earlier this week about how uh, I said something along the lines of, I didn't realize how many zoologists, <laughs> tranquilizer experts, and parenting experts I had in my Facebook feed until this whole gorilla thing happened. Um, another good one that I thought was awesome was like, a, you know, it's amazing how quickly the bathroom issue went out the window. Right. And this gorilla thing happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he also Everybody up, stopped caring about the genitalia for a minute. Right. Yeah. He he actually and he brought up one uh, very good point that I wanted to comment on about the um, the going into the enclosure yourself. Um, it, it, somebody else posted this and I actually full I shared it too and I fully agreed with it. it was about you know if my child it was along the lines of if my child ended up in the enclosure, I'd be the first person down there. Mm-hmm. You know, going toe to toe with this girl, I would go in there, throw the kid to safety, go toe to toe with the girl, and it's going to go one of two ways: my kid's going to be safe and I'm going to die, or my kid's going to be safe and I'm going to whip a silverback gorilla's ass. And, and, you know, and had something about, he said something about, you know, being hot, it was basically a badge of pride. You know, you went toe to toe with a gorilla and fucking won. And so you're going to be a hot shot kind of thing. But that's the truth is that, you know, I don't, I couldn't as a, as a father stand idly by while my kid's in a gorilla enclosure and not go do something about it mm-hmm. outside of somebody get a zoo person out here quick, you know? Um, but it also brings up a point of what I've noticed in a lot of zoos that were designed back way back yeah. when. They put a fuckload of effort into making sure the animals couldn't get out, mm-hmm. but not a lot of effort to making sure that people couldn't get in. Well, yeah. <laughs> and part of and it, that is at the time, that wasn't the concern. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it was a simpler time in terms of who frequented zoos or if it was a simpler time in, in terms of nobody thought about things like that. Or it was a simpler time of, you know, you, if your kid of, falls in the yeah. tiger pit, your kid goes, bye bye. I get, a lot I mean, of parents are like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't stick that in the life songs for you. <laughs> oh shit. You did it. See, I tried to, you know, <laughs> um, but even, even the Oregon zoo mm-hmm. back when it was still the Portland met or the Washington park zoo. Um, there was a lot of areas that I could imagine people getting in, whether on purpose or on accident. Right, and, and you know, and that's that kind of harkens back to where I think that some of these forms of parenting that people do nowadays that have these terms like helicopter parenting or the stuff where you're so consistently involved in your child's decisions, they don't know how they to don't make, know how to make one on their own. Make one on their own that they don't. I mean, normal kids, if you're allowing them to make some mistakes and allowing them to fall and hurt themselves from time to time would probably put some thought into whether or not going in and seeing the giant monkey mm-hmm. is going to be a good thing. And like with us, you know, like, like take our kids, for example. Um, we have a neighbor behind us, big, big burly dog. Mm-hmm. He's the biggest sweetheart in the world, big, goofy, lovable, lovable Labrador. But he's got, he's mixed with, it looks like maybe a little bit of bloodhound. I don't mm-hmm. know. He's got something else. And the bark on that thing. Yeah. Which makes me think it might even be like the um, the ones that go after, like the coons that go after the coon hounds and whatnot. Or they're like, they're really deep kind of. Yeah. It's almost like a basset hound type bark. Um, and he's a big goofball. He lo- he's very loving, comes over. He'll he'll give me loves. Mm-hmm. He'll, you know, lick me from head to toe, you know, the whole nine. Unless the lady that's behind us is out there with him mm-hmm. and I sneak up on them in, in his mind. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like instantaneous switch and it's now his job to protect his pack. Mm-hmm. He knows us, but he, he views us as a threat at first. And so I'm always very cautious with the kids about you don't approach a strange animal. You don't even always approach a dog. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. because you have to judge, you have to look at them and, and start being able to pick up on 
the signs that the animal is giving you as to whether or not they're going to be safe to approach. Mm-hmm. Um, the hackles raised, any type of growling, and which he he's very vocal with his growls. Oh yeah, his growls are you can they hear scare them. me, they're, and I'm not even in front of him usually. Yeah, usually I don't even know he's outside until I send the kids outside, yeah. and then and then I hear the rawr, 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 right. and it's like. Ah! Yeah, and so the kids have gotten very good about, you know, a lot of times they'll be out there, and, and every once in a while, Trent will still take off running, and I'm like, nope, stop, and then I go up to the animal first, and I'll get everything situated, but I'm always putting myself between the dog mm-hmm. and the child, so that way, if something were to happen, mm-hmm. like it was going to go bite, my arm would go in the dog's mouth, the kid would go away, and then I'd start mailing on the dog <laughs> to let me go, um, but it's just one of those things that, it's that balance between... Not you know in that case I'll be a helicopter parent because my kid doesn't know any better when it comes to dealing with an animal and I can't make the assumption that all animals are nice mm-hmm. um, versus not being a helicopter parent in every aspect of their life to make all the decisions for them so they can't figure things out for themselves um, and like I said I'm not going to judge the mom because I've had temperance get away from me I've had Trent get away from me that's all happened before but there are usually a kid like that has shown signs before that that's how they behave so perhaps don't be embarrassed about the fact that you're walking around with a leash mm-hmm. and understand that that's going to keep your kid from a lot of well, you and, know, pain and while i advocate not judging anybody without knowing all of the circumstances right the more that comes out the more you're going hey, lady you really should have been keeping a, a mm-hmm. closer uh, eye on right. your kid and i'm not saying she needs to be punished no i'm just saying that that this probably was a huge, hopefully was a huge wake up call, not just for her, but for every parent that saw that story and said, yeah, I bet my kid could get away from me if they really wanted to. And, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing for sure. Um, And like I said, I I really don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and try to cast judgment on her. I just think that they're, were signs and things that were missed that it it's kind of one of those hindsight is twenty twenty thing. Um, I'm willing to bet that there's been situations that show that this kid's probably a more rambunctious child, and that's where I think that a lot of times parents need to set their own personal hangups about whether or not they're going to be embarrassed or mm-hmm. they're going to be inconvenienced aside because the entirety of parenting falls under a couple of categories: embarrassment inconvenience and giving up of oneself for the quote unquote betterment of another, meaning that your life is no longer your own for a while. You, you do your best to keep y- your own aspects there and go out and still be a, an adult from time to time, um, date nights, stuff like that. But when it comes right down to it, they're going to do something to embarrass you. They are going to do something, you know, these things are going to happen. And so you can't, you can't be upset by that stuff and still be an effective parent. Like you've got to let it go at some point. You've got yeah. to, now it's not to say that you can't, I mean, it was something you and I talked about today, but the fine line, um, somebody what, 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 posted. Yeah. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's start at the beginning. So there was, there's a local park. Some mom posted that she saw some kids throwing garbage and spitting and like all, you know, teenager stuff at the park. And she, she and some of the other kids that were there pick, right. ended up picking up after him. It was kind of like, if your kid's name is, Johnny, Joey, or Bobby, they were at the park doing bad things. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, lady, we get it. You're awesome and they're horrible. But it started a conversation, which I, of course, followed because I love to see the drama. Um, and we don't need reality TV. We have Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you had the people who were like, 
good job for cleaning up after those hoodlums. And then you had the people who were like, why are they hoodlums? They're just doing teenager stuff like every teenager's done since the dawn of time. Like you did when you were a teenager. Yeah. And then there was yeah. people like, you need to call the police on them. And then, you know, and then there was, what was, I, I want to quote it directly, but I'm not sure I can find it fast enough. But basically it was like, there's a difference between. The, somebody um, had brought up the point about they were just being, like you said, they were just yeah. being teenagers. And you said there's a fine line between kids being kids and kids being assholes. Yeah. Was what it came, what, what it came down well, to. Well, and that's just it is. That's not what it said. It, okay. That's what I said afterward. I ah. said, because it said there's a difference between letting kids be kids and letting kids be assholes. Right. And I said, actually, there's not a big difference. There's a tiny, tiny difference. There's a thin, subtle line right. between letting kids be kids and letting kids be assholes. And it's it's not a big, thick line in the sand. It's, no. it's just not. <laughs> Perfect example would be the I, I I got ended up stuck behind the high school student here in town who is doing his quote unquote well actually it's what his it's his his right as a U.S. citizen is to do and he's flying the rebel flag mm-hmm. off the back of his pickup truck along with the United States flag and I just shook my head when I he it was, I happened to pull up by him in a parking lot he and I don't know why but he looked over at my car and I just kind of shook my head and laughed at him and he got I think he got a little offended by it yeah I was like dude you're an ass bag I'm sorry you know think what you want to think do what you want to do it's your right as a U.S. citizen but it doesn't make any less it make me it's also my right as a U.S. citizen to call you an ass bag for it so <laughs> you know we're both exercising our rights here you know <laughs> and. It, it hasn't it hasn't helped me lately that I've been watching this and uh, Mr. Eric tomorrow if you're listening there's an excellent set of docudramas not docudramas but documentary in a in a serialized format set up on um, Netflix um, and it starts off in the 60s and it's literally called the 60s and then they go to the 70s and they're gonna have the 80s coming out here soon um, and their plans to go through 90s and so on and so forth uh, it's done by CNN executive produced by Tom Hanks but the whole thing is about taking the decade and going through all the polarizing Themes. stuff and the things that happened during that decade so like in the 60s they talked about the the British invasion and this and that in the 70s went through like the whole uh, the, or the end of the 60s went through the whole love thing the hippie movement etc and then 70s of course was talking about the uh, the the failure of the Vietnam War and you know, so on and so forth but it's all really interesting stuff to watch and I love a good documentary but at the same time I'm watching these things I'm like this is like watching today it's so stuff. history repeating itself it's it is ridiculous they have these interviews with people from like the, the 70s about these candidates and I'm like I quite literally heard somebody say exactly that same thing about Trump or about Hillary or about whoever on the news just fuck 40 years later here we are doing the same guy and we haven't made any advancements on this whatsoever and this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, if you guys want a good documentary, go, go for that. But, um, um, it, it's very true that there's that fine line that you, that you float there between, you know, like, cause like, I, I don't mind the kid, like perfect example, running up a slide. I don't really have a problem with the kids running up the slide unless there are kids at the top waiting to, waiting go, down, to go down and your kids just being a dick and forcing their way up there. Right. That's that thin line mm-hmm. running up an empty slide. No bigs. Yeah. Running up a slide where people are waiting and telling them to wait so that you can do what you want to do, that's being an asshole. Well, and and I think that's something that we as parents strive to teach our kids is that um, there's things that are that are rules when people are watching or people are waiting or people are, you know, involved, other people are involved in your decision. 
And then those rules are a little bit more lax when you're alone or other people don't get affected by your decision. Right. Well, it's it just comes back to the whole... I, I'm actually going to equate okay. this to something. Go. Farting. Yes. In our Okay. So in a lot of homes, especially the moms, have a big problem with their kids farting. My ex forces her kids and her... <coughs> significant other her significant other to either go to the bathroom shut the door and turn the fan on or go outside just to to fart fart. yes i don't believe that that's an appropriate way to handle your business Mm -mm. but whatever that's that's how she wants to do things this is how i do things you don't aim your farts at people right if you are sitting next to a person or your butt is particularly close to another person you should remove yourself from that situation other than that let her rip. I, I don't really care. Like, do what you feel. And, and she, she she wouldn't be able to be married to me if she didn't care. <laughs> right. Because I'm, I'm the let her rip kind of guy. As long as it's not like, you know, it's not like ass to mouth. We're going to go. <laughs> I'm going to let it go. You know? <laughs> um, so I, um, I hold true to that. The only exceptions to that rule are when other people are here. If we have company and mm-hmm. you just let her rip, no. Right. If we're at dinner. No, <laughs> like there, are th- when other people become involved in that situation is when the, the situation changes, when it no longer just affects you, when it no longer just affects, you know, the basic right family unit. Um, so, or like, you know, when we had a nice cross breeze coming through the house last night and Ezra for finally no finally after hours of intense heat and horribleness we're finally got the sliding glass door open we were talking about this picture of the scene from terminator 2 (laughs) where sarah's having the dream and then the bomb hits and she's standing there at the chainly fans going "Ah," as the heat wave hits that's what portland has been oh so so we've got the screen door open on the sliding glass or, or screen door sliding glass door i can't even talk i'm so hot right and then the other side of the house, you know, 20 feet away, the the windows are open mm-hmm. so that the breeze is going through the house. all the way through the house. And it feels so good. Ezra stands at the screen door where the breeze is coming from and farts. So that now and the entire, like, right in front of the fan too. And it was like one of those like. Really sounded, long. Well, and it sounded like you could were trying to drown a duck <laughs> in mud. <laughs> it was through, so. Through a layer of molasses. So gross. So, it, it, it was definitely wet. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So here we are standing, and then now the whole house smells like Ezra's fart. Like, yeah, it's just, and this is kind of and then hot. Just, only ver, only it's a hot version. And it was like, if you believe in a god or whatever else, like it came down and, and literally he stilled the air. Like, <laughs> the breeze stopped right after he did that. I'm like, oh really? <laughs> did a nice cross breeze up until the point where he farts, and then all of a sudden it stops, and I'm just gonna sit here and hang out. Yep. Uh, literally 20 minutes later so i could still smell we it call him out on it he's like what, what? i'm like he's like, i just i just had a fart yes you did you did not have to do it in front of the screen door where the breeze was buddy not possible <laughs> it's like i turns out i didn't even think about it but i must have cranked one out on the way out of the car when i got back from walmart the first time ah. so i went back out there to go back to walmart <laughs> It had been before in the 100 degree heat. Just kind of sitting there fermenting. Baking. So you open the door. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know if I can get in there. Oh, God. <laughs> so I had to kind of like give it a second. You know, hop in real quick, roll the windows down, go <laughs> get some air moving. I'm like, okay. Woo. <laughs> My eyes are watering. <laughs> Never fart right before you're getting out of the car. Because it's, it's, it'll haunt you. Move. So I, I actually was listening to another podcast this week. No, you? Really? Yeah, I listened to a lot of those. 
and they happen to be a podcast that's on the network with us, which we'll talk about later. Um, but they brought up this interesting thing that I had never, ever heard before, and it's the gift closet. So what the gift closet is, is it's as follows. I'll just stand there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that episode of South Park. Um, so what they do is if they happen to see something on clearance, if they happen to see um, certain, like... I, I know exactly what you're going to say, and I've wanted to do this for years. My Little Pony stuff, whatever. And they'll just buy it, and then they stick in this closet. Yep. And then when inevitably, and this is her, like his exact words, inevitably, when you're 20 minutes out from the birthday party, and you're like, fuck me, you've got a birthday party to go to, don't you, kid? And they're like, yeah, you do. You're like, oh, shit. Instead of having to go to the store, you just walk to the gift closet. You pull, pull out a gift, gift, put it in the bag, and you or do it. But they also use that to um, reward system. Well, no, not even that. Oh, okay. it's, this is strictly okay. This is strictly for those times, and they must, so it must happen to them a lot, where the kids bring a last minute birthday party <laughs> event on them, and they're like, ah. Um, but they also do it um, if there's a regifting situation that needs to happen. Like uh-huh. he also used this. He um, he ended up getting like five copies of the Avengers uh-huh. uh, for Christmas one year. Mm-hmm. He's like, I only need one. <laughs> so I put the other four in the gift closet mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, so then we had a couple of these kids who I knew were nerdy kids. I'm like, here, have some Avengers, have some <laughs> Avengers, you know, kind of a thing. And I'm like, that's actually kind of an amazing idea. I like it. So I think we, should, we definitely need to institute we need gift a gift closet. closet. Um, I'm not so much worried about the, the rewards. Yeah. But I, you know, that could, if the kids start getting used to that closet, be in the reward closet, it's going to be like candy. You're going to find them breaking yeah. into it. And, yeah. um, but it was just, it was something I had never really thought about before. And uh, then uh, uh, the other guy, um, Joel from uh, Coffin Joe Cast and a few others, he was on there too. He's, it was 41 on 14. And he was responding back to about, he's like, yeah, my mom does something similar, but it's with cards. Yeah. And only her thing is, is she gives cards out, but she doesn't like, she won't them. write them in, in them. And then she asks for them back. So like, she's like, when you're done with that, can I have it back, please? And so like, she'll give the person the card, the person reads the card, blah, 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 and then she'll ask for the card back. I know this is an audio format and you can't see my face, yeah. but it is like... Her mouth and jaw hit the floor. And so and she's got an index set up, like a, a box, alphabetically filed by um, first type of event, so birthday, whatever, and so you can go through there. And then you can go like birthday male, birthday female, anniversary, blah, blah. And so Joel's like, growing, growing up, it was great because if I ever needed a birthday card for somebody, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, wait, yeah, hold on. And, you know, I'd run up to mom's desk, open it up. Oh, that'll work. You know, <laughs> sign it and away he goes. But he's like, but she took it a step further. She wouldn't mark anything in it. And then, because most of the time. Whatever, you throw them away, yeah. Cards end up in the trash. Which so is she, why I don't buy them. Which, uh, so we have decided, we have a big stack of card stock right. and um, like scrapbook paper. And yeah. I just cut a little card out and it says to so-and-so, happy birthday and then all the kids sign it on the inside and i tape it to their gift because yep. i will not pay three bucks for a for a piece of paper right i don't care how pretty it is oh, or if funny. it has a superhero on it or whatever like you're gonna read it giggle and then throw it away yep i will send you a meme <laughs> that's actually that's what i've taken to facebook to do i know on facebook all my happy birthdays are done via meme now and i've been collecting yeah. them over the years and i've got like my default if i don't know the per- like my humor runs really dark like, i know we've discussed this before no um but you so with some people i've got like my my normal run-of-the-mill like happy birthdays or this or that um, where they're a little more jovial. Like there's my, my favorite one for a female, if I know that she w- wouldn't understand my sense of humor, is it's um, Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. from back when he was doing that character on In Living Color. And it's just, happy birthday, girl. And he's making this weird face. And that's always what I send to the, a, lot, a lot of the ladies and whatnot. Um, but then, of course, ladies. Yeah, but then, of course, I got other ones that get really subversive. Like I got the one that's like, you know, have a joyous... 
have have a great time celebrating the joyous day or a joyous time celebrating the day that your face rubbed out your mother's vagina or something like that. And so those, <laughs> I use those for my friends who actually understand my sense of humor. Um, so that's why I, I, what I choose to do instead of the uh, the gift card or whatever. Um, so, but the gift closet idea kind of, I was like, I had never, for whatever reason, I just never occurred to me. I'd never heard of it. And you think if you did that enough, you'd probably end up with some pretty cool stuff in there. Cause you might find something that's like out of, you know, no longer in, not, not in print, but in production. Right. Um, so you might come up with something that's like kind of cool and whatnot. So, well, and I like, I'm a, cl- I'm a clearance shopper. Right. I like getting good deals. Like the other day. Uh, I was at, I was busting through Fred Meyer looking for plungers for field day, which mm-hmm. is a whole another, ooh, which is another story. But the um, going through the clearance table and I see these pink Nerf gun darts, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, Tempe needs new darts. So I should right. see how much they are. They're clearance marked down to like three twenty, and then they're fifty percent off of that. Right. I'm like, um, you can't buy ten darts for for a buck fifty anywhere, no matter how you slice it. And these came with like this little decoder thing, and you could write secret messages on them with a special marker. It was kind of cool. Yeah. So I snagged a couple of them and and gave them to her for you know she was sick and she was having that sick oh, day we, thing. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Strep throat wrecked our weekend. Yeah, I did. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um. So. I really like the clearance table stuff because, or clearance in general, because you can snag something really cool. I like the idea of hiding it away. In fact, I snagged something really cool for Ezra that's in my trunk, Ooh. and I told him he can't have it until he he gets rid of some stuff Uh-oh. because he's hoarding like hardcore. He is, yeah. Uh, and we're getting ready to move, and he doesn't want to get rid of anything. anything. Yep. Um, and and <laughs> he really cutely like brought me out this little box. I got. I getting rid of these things and it like amounts to like maybe a pound of things well and i looked at it too he he's, he he showed that to me he's couple, trying well, no but he showed that to me a couple of days ago uh-huh. and he's like i'm gonna get rid of all this stuff i'm like that's cool he's like where do you want me to put this i'm like back in your room so the rest of the stuff you're getting rid of can go in there too uh <laughs> but this is what i was gonna get rid of i'm like i know but inevitably you are gonna find more and you can put it in there so there's no point in giving that right now and no, he no, gets this, this look I, of this panic yeah he's like no this is what this is this is it this is what i'm, this gonna, is what I'm gonna get rid of there's no way you've gone through your entire room and there's no way you can verify that that's everything you're possibly going to get rid of. Now, I'm not saying there's a very good... Uh, so I, I always go the diplomatic route when it comes to that because of the way he is. I'm, like, I'm not saying that you are going to have to. I'm just saying that you haven't gone through everything else yet. So there's a good possibility that you still will find something and else. And what I told him, and I think this is very true, you have too much stuff as it is. Mm-hmm. I will not give you more things until you get rid of things. Right. Period. I cannot put another thing in your room until you get rid of things. Exactly. And and that's the hard line that in the sand that I'm drawing. It's not that I'm going to make him get rid of things. I'm making him choose get new things right. and get rid of old things or don't get rid of old things and don't get new things. Right. That's it. And that's all I can do at this point because forcing him into it never works no. because he just gets worse. Yep. Every time you force him to do it, it makes him worse. Yep. So, and I've learned that from dealing with my mother. Yep, yep, yep. Hoarding is a, it's a, it's a bitch. It's a bitch. So. It's a real big bitch. Yeah, but yes, with temperance, poor thing. She comes home early from school Friday. Yep. Uh, Had to miss, miss out. Her, missed her birth. So her birthday's in July. So they do a special summer birthday celebration at the school. Did I interrupt you when you're writing it down? No. Okay. Sorry. I was waiting um, on the next note for the show. <laughs> um, so they do a special celebration at the end of, almost at the very end of the year to celebrate everybody who has a birthday during the summer. Right. 
Uh, she's been really looking forward to it. I was going to come to the class, do fruit stick things that I do because that way every- she's got a lot of kids with allergies in her class. And I hate being the one that's like, I'll well, bring cupcakes. And she'll just, all she really wants is fruit. Right. <laughs> so, um, and some other mom was going to do river floats and it was just going to be a big thing. And I get this call, like I'm getting, I'm cutting the fruit to go put on the sticks to do the thing. And I get this call from the secretary. She goes, um, Tempe's running a fever. <laughs> you need to come get her. And I get down there. She's already crying. She's tears are running down her I'm face. I'm gonna miss the party. I'm gonna miss yeah. my party. And so we were. We, and and so as the day progresses, we find out that her cousin had strep. Yep. She was exposed to strep. Um, and we get her home, and she falls asleep on the couch at like five, <laughs> and slept all the way through to the next morning. We had gotten her an appointment to see the doctor right. the next day, but they didn't have any on Friday, and I didn't feel like it was an urgent care kind of thing. Right. right. So we, we so we waited till the next morning to do it, but so she fell asleep on the couch. We literally had to wake her up to go pee so she wouldn't have an accident. Um, we put her back to bed, and then uh, she slept all the way through to the next morning, like thirteen hours. So yeah, that girl never sleeps thirteen hours. Nope. So we knew something was up. Um, and so then I end up taking her to the doctor. We get down there, give the nurse the whole shebang. She goes through, takes her temperature, does a swab of the throat real quick, and comes out. Doctor will be with you in a few minutes, no problem. Doctor comes in, starts asking her. She's like, "Well, Tempe, do you feel this? Do you feel that?" And she's asking like all these questions about like trying to trying to diagnose diagnose. And she's like, and then she stops herself in her tracks. She's like, "I'm being an idiot right now." I'm like, and I cough my head to the side. I'm like, "What?" She's like. I'm I'm asking the questions that I already know the answers to. She's got strep, honey. Let me. I just need to do a checkup on you real quick. So she does. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so they confirmed back. I came out positive. She's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So it was like it was, there was no doubt about well, it. Well, last time she had strep, which has been about a year, which mm-hmm. a year for strep is not uncommon. Uncommon, and and honestly, we're probably pretty lucky. Yeah. Um, the last time it happened, she got tested in, in the office. It said no, and then, but we gave her the antibiotics anyway. Right. The doctor said she's got something. Right. So we gave her the antibiotics anyway, and then the the four the two week test said she did have it. So yeah. we were glad that we had done it. So yeah. I'm really glad that the instant came back that way, so we didn't have to fight. Because yeah. I'm pretty, I hate antibiotics yeah. until I love them. Right. I've had MRSA staph, which is an antibiotic resistant staph infection, which it's it, almost exists. it literally almost killed me. Like I'm not exaggerating right. no, yeah. when I say that I had I had line. a pick line in my arm uh, for like four months i had it come back in a bone in my jaw and they had to do like an extract it it sucked right um and it was because i was over it was also partially because i was over antibiotic to death early in my childhood so well that and it's also because as a society we don't jump to antibiotics way before they're even the right thing to do right so Um, regardless but just i only say that to say i really don't overuse antibiotics i only use them when they're absolutely necessary i don't rush into the doctor's office with every cough cold and sniffle um you know we we try very hard to make sure that we're using them only when absolutely necessary and appropriate right um that being said both of the kids have been on antibiotics recently because trent ended up with an ear infection while we were in arizona i'm swimming well possibly usually that's what causes it yeah um we also had a lot of change in elevations right that's what i'm saying the water got trapped in there and then the change so it caused um and then um and then we got home and tippy got sick so but i'm very careful when i go into the doctor i don't say my child needs antibiotics like i say these are the symptoms i think this is what's going on and i'm pretty savvy when it comes to this stuff i know when it's serious i've been doing this a while (laughs) and and I know when something is a cough or a cold or pneumonia. Right. Like well, there's like, a difference. So take our coughing fit. We had the cold, the, the yeah. head, head cold thing. 
it took me eight weeks yeah. to kick that. Hump. And I still have it. Um, and I was and I was going through and I was looking at it and I and I started. It got to the point where I'm like, okay, I might need to go in for this. So I looked it up real quick and I did some research about what was going around this year. And it's like, no, if you go over the, if you go to like the eight to twelve week mark and it's not getting better, that's when you need to have cause for concern. But if you're still able to breathe, okay, yeah, yeah, but you just have the coughing fits from time to time, let it roll. And I did, and, and I and I'm good now. So it wouldn't have. It was a ba- It wasn't a bacterial thing. It was a viral thing. So I would have just medicated for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. And while it could have been coincidental that it would have kicked off at the same time due to the time frame um i didn't do it but strep throat is one of those things that i recognize pretty quickly because i had it so frequently as a child right i would average three to four times a year with strep when i was younger um and the doctors wouldn't pull my tonsils but oh, it pissed me off because um, i haven't had it since they pulled them it's been great um but uh so i can recognize it pretty quickly when the kids come down with it so as soon as as soon as we come home i'm looking at her and i'm like so I started asking my throat hurting and whatnot. And this kid's a trooper. She'll say anything to not go to the doctor. Oh, I know. So I, she's like, no, my throat's fine. And then I watched her drink water. And she she grabbed, she literally did the, uh, and she grabbed her for the throat thing. I'm like, ah. And then she started complaining about her head hurting. I'm like, okay, that's. So I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking she might have strep. And then I got the Facebook post. Her cousin's got strep. I'm like, fuck, it's strep. Because she's exposed to it. She's got all the signs. So I just walked in there. I'm like, I just need you guys to do a throat culture. I said, I'm not, you know, I'm pretty sure here's the reasons why. And I explained all to her. She goes, oh, yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, and when I called to make her yeah. an appointment, I said, this is what happened. They're like, yeah, I better bring, in her, bring her in for a strep test. I'm like, yep, that's all we really that's need. All I want, yeah. And, um, you know, and our office is pretty they're really Pretty good about good. Not, they're not good about they're over, they don't over prescribe they're like hey look we could do this but it's really would just be it's not the time to do it and they're very honest about just saying right and when know. i when trent was sick when i was in arizona i called him i said hey i'm not trying to be grubby right. for the for the antibiotics i'm just saying we're flying back home in a couple of days like and this could be miserable for him like and you know and he explained he's like well actually if you have it your infection the change in pressure won't do anything because it's like taking a full bottle of water up and a full bottle of water down it mm-hmm. won't if having fluid behind actually helps right. them from popping quote right. unquote but that having been said we don't want them in pain either right. so uh, you know he he said we'll go ahead and give the antibiotics and and you know if it's not better let me know kind of thing and right. it worked fine. And now that, and because he was on, on antibiotics, he didn't get strep throat, which that is kind of good. So all we have to do is keep an eye on Ezra now. Yep. Making sure he doesn't get it. And otherwise, we're, we're pretty much, we're out Luckily, of him one. and Tempe don't share a lot of germs. No, but the problem is they like to stick their toothbrush in that, in that toothbrush holder. Yeah. And they do it brush side down. So they get in there and they, they kind of. Yeah, but that's, that's, that level of contamination was going to happen anyway. Right. Um, and that's really the one, and that's a really light touch. It is, but it's how I've actually I've reinfected myself with strep by not changing my toothbrush, so I know it can't happen, which is why I'm kind of uh, an anal about. You know, we just out goes the toothbrush and comes the new one. We don't even fuck with it. Um, so and so we've got to get that done. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just glad you, you could tell. Like she woke up this morning and I was like, oh, there's Tempe because <laughs> the antibiotics kicked yeah, in. The antibiotics are working. She's feeling better, so we caught it early enough that not only did they kick in. But they kicked in quickly enough that she's already back to, you yeah. know, feeling her old normal self. And she'll be able to go to school tomorrow. So right. she really only missed half a day. Yeah. And it, so it, the, one, the one bummer to it was we were going to go over to my buddy's house yesterday. I know. And the kids had, we had a play date set up with the kids. The whole thing was good. Then she starts to feel ill and I text him, like, hey, look, I might have a sick kid here. I really don't. Normally I wouldn't be of the type of person to cancel, to cancel my butt. Um, I don't necessarily want to say from what I, what I think it might be. I don't want to expose your kids to it. He's like, well, actually my, uh, my mother-in-law just had a uh, mastectomy and she's going through chemo right now. 
uh, and we're going to go visit her on Sunday. I'm like, then I'm definitely not coming yep. over because we do not need to add to that yeah. little mess. So it bu- bummed out because I had to cancel with him and he just like, he, he got back to me. I hope she gets better. And as soon as your ass is back from Salt Lake City, we're going to set something up. I'm like, cool. I'm like, but I really appreciate you understanding that I'm not just blowing you off, man. This is, you know. yeah. <laughs> so. Well, there's nothing worse than, than, and even if it wasn't actually your fault, but here's the scenario. You, you have a slightly starting to feel under the weather kid and you continue on with the said play date, right? right? And then like a week later, their kid gets sick. Even if it wasn't actually you, you feel so responsible. Right. Because whether or not you knew your kid was really sick or not. You like, feel like it could have been. Mm, yeah. It's, yeah. So it's nice when you can catch it early enough to you can stop and we, happening. And we are really lax about that sort of thing in terms of what we expose our kids to mm-hmm. because I feel like the best time to get sick is when you're young and have a great immune system because it helps build it and foster it right and And there's no i mean if you lived your life in fear of a germ you would never do anything right um so uh you know i don't like i don't do chicken pox parties like weird people do but okay not weird people let's say be careful (laughs) because my mom not for us but so the other kids could get chicken pox we did with their great with their parents insistence we did a chicken pox party as a kid it the concept does not thrill me. I get the ideas behind it. I think it's gross, but that's just me. Well, all, all, all they, I have scars from my chicken pox so when I was I. a kid. So do I. And I felt bad for those two because they got it 10 times worse than Joey and I did. Mm. So like literally, and it was so bad. They were so, um, they were very hyperactive kids. And the only way she could get them to stop from causing them to have a bunch of star- scars is she literally. <laughs> duct tape the oven mitts. Duct tape oven mitts to their I hands. I had that done to me. And, and and so, oh, it was the funniest thing. They're running around playing outside of these oven. Like, they make great for, like, when you want, like, you're the alien. You know, but they had to do it in order to keep a, I don't remember everything uh, about when I had it because I had it really young. I was, like, four or five. I, it was after my parents split, so I think I was five. Um, but I remember she put gloves on me, like mitten, Not, right. like, oven mitts, but, like, mittens right. um, that were way too small for me. So I just had, like, these little flipper hands, uh-huh. like, like. Like, yeah, I, I know you can't see me, but it's very funny. <laughs> the, the benefit to the oven mitts with her was that they were so big that they couldn't really get a good yeah. claw set up. Oh, I couldn't. So, they were so plush. They were like super yeah, plushy mittens. Yeah. So like, like if I tried to itch, it just like, it just soft. It was just soft, squishy. Yeah. And so or <sighs> did the chamomile, or not the chamomile, but the, um, the pink Calamine. Stuff, calamine baths and whatnot. Yep. And, oh yeah. I was covered. Oh. I looked pink. Oh yeah. It was bad. And now that we got a fucking vaccine for it, it's awesome. I I, well, for those of you that like vaccines, it's really amazing. <laughs> for those of you who don't, you know, yeah. Nah. So, um, but yeah, I don't I don't have anything else. I think that's a good I'm good literally point. dripping yeah. with with sweat. My face we're, is... We're having, we're having the... Uh, what did that Family Guy cutaway scene go where Bill Clinton turns off the AC in the uh, <laughs> it, it turns off the AC in the limo. He's like, we're going to have a race. Who's back sweat? Who, who can... Uh, who, who whoever gets the back the sweat in their back to go to meet with the sweat in their ass first wins or something like that i'm like oh um <laughs> i just know that when justin said it's time to do this show i was like fuck you oh she was pissed i was i was Super really pissed. pissed we were upstairs in the air-conditioned bedroom well, and, and she's like we'll just do it up here i'm like no I-, I didn't say that i said we have to come up with an alternate scenario right. other than the garage and he's like well i've had the door cracked for like the whole no you said open not cracked and then i get down here and it's just barely cracked and i'm like well fuck that's why it's still fucking hot in here but it's anyway still, it's still it's no colder or hotter than the house it no is. it is 
it is i i it is it <laughs> so is like there's no amount of raising your eyebrows at me that's going to change my I, mind it is so much cooler in no, the house than in here okay i'll, I'll take your word for it and queen <laughs> so we are the we have a network babe do you remember what it's called i don't care <laughs> we are a member of the podcast collective and on that we have awesome shows um, and they are all, let's see here, two, four, six, eight. Okay. I was thinking that list was messed up at first, but it's there. Um, so, uh, you can hear great shows such as ourselves. There's also, uh, let's see here. We have Tales from the Hard Side, Mint and Boxcast, I Am Salt Lake, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, Dating Baggage. That one's always been hard for me to say, Dating Baggage. Um, I know they just quit, they ended that show. I'm not sure how long they're going to keep it up, but we'll keep it on the network for as long as I keep it up in the uh, feed. Keep uh, it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 40 going on 14, The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, The Coffin Joe Cast, No Hope for Humanity, which is on a temporary hiatus until uh, Mr. Trucker gets settled in Salt Lake City. Um, and we have the archive for on the block and I just got word this week. We are adding another show that they've, um, graciously accepted. Uh, it was kind of a mutual acceptance. Like they, they kind of said, Hey, look, you know, if you want to do this, we can do this. And they kind of said, well, I'm not going to do it for this, but I want to do it for this instead. And so we're going to be adding another show to the network here soon. And as soon as I have their blessing, we've got it all worked out. We'll do the announcement. So the network is steadily growing. Um, and we are use, using it already to help uh, cross-mix and cross-promote things. I've been helping out the Coffin Joe boys, getting uh, some website stuff handled and whatnot. Um, helped out uh, Mint and Boxcast with a few settings in their WordPress setup and whatnot. And vice versa, I've had people like Scott the Pool Boy who's helping us with our intro. So, so far, things are kicking off and doing exactly what I was hoping the network would do. And I hope to keep things moving that direction. Um and uh, so there's some, some cool stuff coming. And then, of course, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at grounded at badparentingpodcast.com. That's all, folks. My tongue stopped working there for a second. Leave us a voicemail, 503-609-0375, or you can record it on your favorite voice recording application and email it to us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, my Why do I always say MySpace? God damn it. Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> We've never even had a MySpace page for the show, <coughs> let alone has MySpace been relevant in like, you know, seven years. So I don't know why I keep saying it, but I always want to. So Facebook, Instagram, uh, anywhere you can you online for a social media setup, basically, will be there. Um, did I leave anything else out, babe? I can't remember if I did or not. I don't think so. I don't think we did. I think we got it all. Uh, yeah. So leave us voice um, Reviews. iTunes reviews. Yeah. Why we, don't you go do that? Uh, we, we got a new one. Oh. We did from Robin of the Minton Box cast. Yes, I saw that. Um, I forgot to read it on air, and I forgot to pull it up here, so I, and I don't have my uh, ability to do so right now. So try to remind me next show. I want to read that. I want to read. I like to read the new reviews. I just forget to do it's it. A sometimes. nice ego stroke. No, I just forget. You know, it's and ni- you like. It's th- nice to to give props. No, I know. F- thanks to the f- listeners. And I say thank you, thank uh, you to yep. Robin. And so we forget to do it from time to and time. And the more I, the more I listen interact with her, and the more I listen, like she said, I was her spirit animal, but right. I'm like no, totally. Think, the rules no, are reversed seriously, here. Seriously, what I think it is is they are our East Coast doppelgangers, <laughs> right? Because she, well, I'm listening like there to are the Earth sh- too, right? Because I'm, I'm listening to the show, and she reminds me a lot of you in many ways. Yeah. And then I'm listening to him, and he reminds me of me in many ways. <laughs> and he's bald and bearded. I'm like, dude, okay. I've got like more like between you know, I've got doppelgangers everywhere, you know. So it's, um, it, so it's kind of weird to have somebody on the far east coast doing a show as a couple, while we're over here on the far west coast doing it, and we're all we seem to be so much alike in a lot of things. So it's kind of funny. And she said something the other day to him, like, 
totally something Jody would have done to me. She would have bust my balls for that too. It was funny. I th- I think I know what you're talking about, and I thought, oh, oh yeah. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. So we love those, and we love all the shows in the network. It's been fun, and there's many good things to come. And I'm just gonna keep plucking away at it as I have time. <laughs> um, I'm, well, I'm surprised I've gotten this much done. I know. It's and honestly, great. everybody needs to bear with us over the... I want to give everybody kind of a logistics overview of the next month. Oh, yes. Moving. Oh, just moving. And I'm just going by Saturdays. I'm just going by Saturdays, okay? So, next Saturday, you're gone. Right. Following Saturday is Ezra's last Saturday before we close on the house. Right. In theory, uh, we are going yeah. to presume that everything goes according to plan. Yep. So then we, the next weekend, we will have closed on the house. So really, we've only got two shows before we, we are going right. to be m- hardcore in the moving and cleaning and, yep. and organizing yep. and doing mm-hmm. of things. And so what's going to happen is at some point, I've got to break down the studio we have here, and it's going to go to the portable Zoom studio only. So for a couple of weeks. For a couple of weeks. So well, there's any sound issues, any... Right. Well, point. I'm actually thinking that we'll probably maintain this studio until the week, the week before fourth of july the second of july because we don't have to move this stuff yes no it depends on where we're staying yeah if we're not actively living in this house i am not leaving this equipment here it's just not you know once the house goes empty it gets to be uh prime you know anyway i'm not not as worried about it in this location but still um at any rate i just wanted everybody to know that over the next couple of weeks we may seem like we've dropped off the face of the earth but i promise we haven't if it it just might be scattered you know we'll we'll definitely try to record and and whatnot but uh oh yeah i'm not saying we won't record i'm just saying if our shows are a little less they're a little subpar (laughs) a little subpar more subpar, a little more angsty (laughs) yeah right (laughs) like (laughs) well par means normal so i mean subpar Uh, our par yeah our par (laughs) our par <laughs> i saw him on two- oh isn't he lovely well i just know but every time here's the thing i i don't even remember what he looks like because i they put us it was while you were at the bathroom at the movie today with temperance and they they're talking about the, um, the new tarzan movie oh. right and it comes up and he's like i'm Al, you know i'm alex yeah or was it alex or whatever alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, but his name comes up on there and bobby roberts has ruined me on this because as soon as it comes on the thing i go scars and ezra goes what the fuck <laughs> And I, I'm like, it would take too long to explain. Oh, right but now, he's buddy. so beautiful. And so I just, but yeah, then, so then every time he said his name, I'm like, scar, scar. And it's just, it just, it's the way it says it. So anyway, sorry. A little side note there. For anybody who didn't listen to any of the Bobby Roberts shows with Court or whatever, you totally don't get the reference. But yeah. I know there's a few of you out there that do, so it's worth it. It's death. All I know is he's a pretty, pretty man. Yeah, very much so. And uh, he's definitely on my list. Mm hmm. <laughs> 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 um, but I'm 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 done with the swass. So if, you, oh, yeah, if you're done yeah. with the swass, I think we could uh, go ahead and call the show ending here since we already gave out all the. I know, right? Shows, we right? could just yeah. be like, bye. Yeah. So if, if you don't have anything else to add, all right. Well, until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting: the good, the bad, and the smelly. Out there now, Kira Coast. Oh my God, the amount of swass going on in this place right now is is epic. Like I'm afraid to stand up for fear of sploosh.